Hello, and welcome to Pre-Concert. I'm your host, Rodney Wittenberg. This episode of Pre-Concert is brought to you by Montgomery County Community College's Lively Arts Series. The Lively Arts Series presents An Evening with Ruthie Foster on Saturday, February 13th, 2016 at the Science Center Theater. For tickets and information, visit www.mc3.edu forward slash lively arts or call the box office at 215-641-6518. Those who have followed Ruthie Foster's eclectic musical history know that she can burn down any stage with a combustible blend of soul, blues, rock, folk, and gospel. Ruthie's astonishing voice has taken her on an amazing ride. Her list of achievements include Best Female Vocalist in 2007, 2008, and 2013 from the Austin Music Awards. Grammy nominations for her three most recent albums for Best Contemporary Blues Album. Ruthie came from humble church choir beginnings in rural Texas. And here she tells us about the music that shaped her childhood. My father's influence with blues records... And my mom's loving the gospel music kind of put me right in the middle. She would listen to sermons on vinyl, like Reverend C.L. Franklin, that's Rita's father. And she loved Sister Rosetta Tharp and these Andre Crouch, Sandra Crouch, the Edwin Hawkins singers. That's the blues side. My dad loves soul and blues. And Ike and Tina Turner were their favorites because, you know, when they were dating each other, they would go see Ike and Tina Turner when they came through East Texas in the Chitlin Circuit. And so I grew up with that sound, you know, the soul sound meets gospel. I also grew up with a lot of country. Being raised in a small town, the radio stations with the strongest signal (laughs) were country music stations. So it was a pretty good mix. Ruthie reflects on the things that drew her to playing the guitar and how she made sense of the blend between the blues and gospel. I was singing in the church. The church was pretty much made up of my family, the choir in particular. But playing an instrument, it was piano first. I played piano next to my uncle in the church. And uh, and then I picked up the guitar later because we're talking 70s when the guitar was really That was the instrument to have, and all of the variety shows had guitar players, like the Mac Davis show, the John Denver show, and Glenn Campbell. These were all guitar players. So about 12, I wanted a guitar and started playing. My grandmother had four uncles, three who were singers, and one was the piano player in our church and a couple of the surrounding churches. I watched these men in the church turn church out (laughs) with their voices. And it was about the feeling that, the energy that came from that. Before I even knew what the Bible was saying and what the gospel was all about, it was about how this music made everybody feel. And blues did the same thing to me once I got into really understanding what was being said. You know, it's about having a witness. (laughs) They mean the same thing as far as spirit and how they make you feel. 
And it's also why I have no problem mixing the two in my sets. Uh, you know, people bring that up. You know, there's, there's some who come up and they say, I love your conviction with you knowing who you are and, and standing by that and singing your gospel and your blues set. And then there are other people that come up and go, girl, you sang my song tonight. And I have no idea whether it was gospel or blues, but it moved them. And, you know, and they're all in the same family because it's all about energy. It's all about positive energy, and they witnessed it. Foster talks about her experience studying at McLennan Community College and the importance of community college in giving her the ability to study music. I could have studied legit music at Baylor University in Waco, Texas. But I didn't have that kind of money in my family. And I really wasn't really big on getting a degree and then going to go teach. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. When there was a commercial music program being offered at Smith Community College just down the street, I got a chance to learn how to play drums and banjo and saxophone and learn how to write and arrange and compose. And I could be in three, maybe four different bands. That won me over. And I don't have to pay the kind of money that I would have to end up paying at a four-year college. I chose the... um, commercial music program at uh, McLennan Community College in Waco and uh, got my degree in vocal performance and went back and studied audio technology and arranging comp. So I got what I needed and I used that every day. After college, Ruthie enlisted in the U.S. Navy. She tells what brought her there and where her tour of duty took her. It was about just getting out. i got to get out of this small town. The music world had consumed me, and I wanted to be able to feel like I could have a conversation with somebody and not have it be about music. So I got away from music. I went into the Navy, and I said, what do you guys need? And they said, well, we need welders. We need people that work in, in aviation electronics. And I went, I can do that. So I ended up stationed in San Diego, and uh, I worked at a helicopter squadron, and I loved it. And then after a year, I really missed being in music. And so I spent the rest of my Navy career as a Navy band vocalist stationed in Charleston, South Carolina. And through that experience, I got a chance to be a big band singer with 15-piece horns behind me. And I got to travel with these fellas everywhere. So I learned how to travel early. And I got out after my four years because I wanted music back on my own terms. And that's how I ended up in New York. I had made a tape of four songs that I had written, and that tape ended up in the hands of Craig Kalman, who's one of the vice presidents of Atlantic Records. He asked me if I wouldn't mind uh, coming to audition for him. So I went and took my little guitar and sang for him, and he signed me <laughs> He signed me up for Atlantic Records. And he said, well, would you be willing to move to New York? And, uh, well, I didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, I just got out of the Navy, sure. So I moved to New Jersey because New York was expensive. <laughs> I think God put me there to just really learn the craft of writing a song. So I was in the middle of my five-year contract. Three years had gone by, and my mother fell ill. So I just, you know, I dropped what I was doing, and I moved home. Moved back to Texas. And uh, my marriage fell apart in the middle of all of that, which, you know, some things just run their course. You know, that was hard, but I had one mama. 
uh, moved back home. And uh, I got what they call a real job. <laughs> and I worked in a, at a TV station as a camera operator. After going through this difficult time, Ruthie tells us how she came to a new understanding of her music. I had been singing the blues, but what I hadn't realized, I had been living it. And so you realize that the blues is about good times and not so good times. And that's what I was in the middle of when I moved back home. You know, marriage dissolving and basically walking out of my contract. I did fulfill my contract. I wrote them the songs that they wanted, but I was not leaving Texas again. I joined my church again because they needed a piano player. And so I figured, well, this would be good for me. This would be good for my little spirit. And that got me into picking up the guitar again and actually being in the community and giving back and playing nursing homes and my lunch hours and playing a few coffee shops and just being a part of something, being a part of my family and feeling loved and nurtured back to life and really writing about what was going on around me and what I was feeling. And it was like therapy, only, you know, less expensive. <laughs> uh, it had a huge impact on my writing, and I put out a CD with much thanks to my community. I had friends who donated T-shirts so that I could sell T-shirts to buy studio time. And that's how Full Circle, my first CD, came about. Everybody knows the seed must die. Foster's latest album, entitled Promise of a Brand New Day, was produced by Michelle Ndege Ocello. Ruthie tells us about working with Ndege Ocello in creating this recording. What she liked about the songs was that they were um, bringing that old soul sound back to the acoustic world. And so she set the scene for me. She set it up so that she brought her band in to record the basic tracks and then brought me to L.A. So I just... I showed up and just sang. Uh-huh. Ruthie gives us a closer look at the title track from Promise of a Brand New Day. That's a song that came about after just putting together all of the things my grandmother would say to me. So it's just basically written by my big mama is what I should say. And it says it all about her philosophy on life. And that's, you know, you may think that you messed up today or something didn't go your way, but the reason we're here is, is about living and making mistakes. So every day's a new day to just get it right. Uh-huh. Might stumble along the way. Uh-huh. Knock down, that's okay. Uh-huh. May have to crawl, but I say, uh-huh. follow the promise of a brand new day. Uh-huh. At the February 13th show, Foster and her group will be playing songs from her three latest albums, all nominated for Grammys. Ruthie tells us why this show is not one to be missed. We're going to have a hallelujah time, so they might want to come be a part of that. We're going to bring a hallelujah time with us. What may follow the promise of a brand new day, cause love heals and love lives and time will reveal a brand new day, you know. Thanks, Ruthie. 
You've been listening to Pre-Concert. This episode of Pre-Concert is brought to you by Montgomery County Community College's Lively Arts Series. The Lively Arts Series presents An Evening with Ruthie Foster on Saturday, February 13th, 2016 at the Science Center Theater. For tickets and information, visit www.mc3.edu forward slash lively arts or call the box office at 215-641-6518. This episode of Pre-Concert was recorded at Melody Vision Studios. For more information on Pre-Concert, check us out at pre-concert.com, like us on Facebook, and check us out on iTunes. This episode of Pre-Concert was written, produced, and edited by Michelle Armour. I'm your host, Rodney Wittenberg, and I'll see you at the show. Can't falter, if you believe-